the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a Monday. I get up in the morning and uh, I flip on the television, of course, immediately. Uh, I turn on Fox and, I don't know, Pre-Friends or whatever the name of that show is, just to kind of catch up on what happened over, overnight. And uh, an SUV had driven through a Christmas parade yesterday in Wisconsin just outside of Milwaukee, I know where the town. I know where Waukesha is, and uh, I've not been there. I just know where it's at. That's kind of the area I grew up at as as a kid. And I hear about five kids uh, or five individuals dying, and forty people being injured and being taken to the hospital and stuff. And I'm stunned. You know, I really am. I'm stunned. I don't know whether. This is like Manhattan. A few uh, was has it been a couple of years now that that truck drove down Manhattan and mowed the people down and stuff and killed them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether it's a terrorist attack. I don't know if it's uh, somebody reacting to what happened Friday with uh, Right and House being found not guilty mm-hmm. on all five counts, or just some nut job. I mean, I'm sure we'll know more today. There's a uh, uh, a press conference coming up at one o'clock. I think they're still on Central. They're not on Eastern Time. Uh, so, in that area, if you're if you switch time, you're out of sync with them for six months out of the year. Oh. When I when I lived in Northwest Indiana, they, they Chicago do. would be on Eastern Time and we'd be on Central Time. Hmm. So, the, the the TV stuff was all screwed up. I mean, really screwed up. But anyway, uh, that's we'll find out more, hopefully, uh, this afternoon. Uh, tonight on Tucker Carlson, uh, you should turn on his show because he's going to have Right House on. He's going to do his first interview, and he's doing it with Tucker. So I want to watch that and see what's going on as far as what uh, he has to say. Uh, the, the national news media is still reporting this story wrong. CBS today said, uh, of course, that right now crossed state lines armed, brought an AR-15 with him from Illinois to Wisconsin. That is not true. That is patently false. All right. Know that that's false. And a lot of the things that they've said about him is false. Uh, his mother said something kind of cryptically on Friday. I was watching all the coverage and watching her talk. And she said, this is not over yet. Uh, We got him found not guilty, but this isn't over yet. 
I mean, I I agree with uh, you know Dershowitz and a lot of other people that they defamed right in house and uh, let, let's see what alan dershowitz had to say i got a special guest in the studio i'm not ignoring you colonel we'll get right to you but here okay. here's what alan dershowitz had to say about the coverage of msnbc cnbc and cnn he's over in the closet as you listen to critics of this verdict what do you think well critics and many of the people who support the conviction just heard a different case they heard a case of a white supremacist crossing state lines with an AR-15 who had no business being in uh, the place that he went to, who went for no good reason, who wasn't chased, who had no fear for his life. That's what CNN told their viewers. And I hope that Rittenhouse sues CNN. And I want to make an offer. I want to offer to share my research about CNN with Rittenhouse and his lawyers. Uh, As you know, I'm suing CNN because they totally distorted and edited a tape of my defense of President Trump. They have a policy, a history of distorting facts in order to present a narrative. And I think that you have to distinguish between opinions and facts. You can't sue somebody for calling Rittenhouse a vigilante. That's a matter of opinion. But you can sue them for saying that he crossed state lines with an illegal weapon or that he was a white supremacist. And I do think, although I'm a strong supporter of the First Amendment, that CNN and others have to be held accountable for abusing the First Amendment and lying about individuals and creating an expectation of a conviction in a case where there was no realistic possibility of a conviction for anybody who actually saw the trial live on television. There you go. I mean, that's pretty straight from yeah. Alan Dershowitz, I'm going to tell you. And, uh, you know, 15 years ago, Alan Dershowitz and I didn't see eye to eye about no- nothing. And over the last three years, he's been amazing how he switched uh, his uh, view. Now, he's still liberal, all right? This is the point that I want to make. Liberals 10, 15 years ago are on the outs with the left now. Well, yeah, they're, the, they're out there with mainstream the, Democrats 15 or 20 years ago. We're we're pretty stinking different than mainstream Democrats today. Well, yeah, take you back I mean, forty, fifty oh, years. Yeah. I'll take you back to Kennedy, yeah, and yeah, I can tell you, Kennedy more, would not recognize. Well, they're more, Kennedy was probably more more conservative than probably most Republicans today. Well, no, I don't know if I'd say that, but it's the same way with JFK. He's not yeah. talking about being conservative or liberal. What he's talking about is being honest, yeah, and and, and, and being truthful. Well, at some point, the that's... left has changed the definition of what a lie is. A lie to the left <laughs> is now as anything how, how that you, you say that disagrees with them with how I feel. If you say anything that disagrees with how I feel, then it is a lie. So the definition of a lie has changed. I was told this by somebody else that ran into the same problem, and he still adheres the definition of a lie of of something that is the opposite of truth. Yeah, I don't say disingenuous anymore. <laughs> that's an, that's you know that's always just been the nice way of saying they're a liar. You know they're being disingenuous. Uh, no, not anymore. I call a lie for what it is. It is a lie. And CBS knows that when they say that Rittenhouse crossed state lines carrying an AR-15, that that is wrong. Factually. 
That's Absolutely well, wrong. It's been proven either, wrong. Either he did it or he didn't. I mean, the the, the well, fact he is, didn't, well, and that's, that's the, the key. It, the, it was the, it's a it is a lie. The, and to say that he didn't have anybody that he knew in Kenosha, his father lives yeah, there. His grandmother lives there. Right. He had he had he top, used he had, to live there. He had stakes there. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as if it was just he was just going to some random city. All right. Okay. Well, no, I, I, I want to add one. Here thing is Colonel Conrad Reynolds. I would like to add one thing. Go ahead. Has anybody seen a map of where Kyle Rittenhouse lived? Yeah, it's right it, across it, the border. Far, it's, it's actually as far about as far from here to Cabot. Uh, uh, yeah, just down the road. Yep, it's, it's just, just a few miles. The road. I know. This where is it's not that. like it is. You know, hundreds of miles across. No, state he lines. didn't cross. It's not like he came from California. That's exactly right. And they're making it look like he drove all the way across the state, which in fact it's only just what eighteen, seventeen miles. Yeah, it's about that. So it's ridiculous. Yeah, it really, really is. You know that other first. I, I, I know I you want gonna, to talk. Let yeah, me just, I was just okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to mention the white supremacy thing is a complete fallacy too. The business he was protecting was owned by non-white people, so. That should go down. I mean, he's the worst white supremacist ever. He shot three white people, and he's protecting a non-white business. Yeah. So, <laughs> just a point Yeah, he's the make. worst racist I've ever yeah. seen, isn't he? Yeah, unbelievable. That yeah. other voice that you heard there for a moment, you know the, everybody who's on the power panel. Paul is here, and Artie is here, and Simone is here, but sitting right across from me, and we're going to get to why he's here in just a moment. But Colonel Conrad Reynolds is sitting right across from me. And you know what? I always have the colonel on. Typically, when we start talking about Afghanistan or or any other foreign nations, I'll let him talk a little bit later about China. I think we should not be going to the Olympics. All right, I'm just going to be yeah. honest with everybody. You know why is America going to a country that uh, has slave labor? I don't know. I, I don't get it. And then unleash the deadly disease on the world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, very, the, the, Asian, the Asian flu. You know, real quick, you were talking about this young man crossing the state lines to protect a business. Yeah. Uh, do you think any of the, the terrorist organization that was burning the business, do you think any of those people crossed state lines? Yeah, well, yeah, we know they did. I mean, that's always that's the, the thing that nobody ever wants to say. Right. Nobody wants to say that. Y'all say, why was Carl Wright in the house there? Well, why were all those people burning the the, the city to well, the ground that's there? A, it's an irrelevant question. It really you is know? an irrelevant question. He had every right to be there, just like everybody else did. Except oh, no other, way, Paul. You, uh, the other people didn't see, have a right to you, be there. You make statements that you assume. That people still believe that you have the right, right. to travel in this country. Uh, well, well, some of those people were flown in, and it was organized. You know, the the pro, the protesters. You mean they flew them in like they are the illegal aliens? Right, like <laughs> just like illegals, just like Port, Portland's the model for everything. It is, and, and they yeah. brought their weapons of mass destruction, lighters. Well, I, I'm <laughs> sure that they had. You know, gasoline and everything else. They they were throwing Molotov cocktails and whatever. I mean, it's crazy. Our country, in some places, is crazy. Well, and it really, they're, is. they're talking about the the bleach bombs, where they I guess they mixed ammonia and bleach and put them put it in water bottles. And you know what that is? That's that becomes warfare. Uh, yeah, it's, that's what they used during World War One. I. I mean, it, it killed men yeah. in the trenches. Wait, yes. It seems like I remember when I was sworn in as an electric elected <laughs> official one time that I had. To swear to protect and to serve. So, not uh, not any longer so, in the United uh, States. So what were these people in this town sworn in to do? I mean, 
why why are the elected officials getting off the hook in all this coverage? There has to be a mayor and a sheriff and, and people are, who aren't job. you loving listening to them say that uh, the people on the right are the ones that are so so um, uh, you know we're aggressive we're 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 dangerous toxic we're uh, you got what's it Gospar is that his name the the, the uh, uh, congressman that they just censored the other day because of some political cartoon that he put up and yet and yet the democrats have their people to go out and start talking about yeah find them when they're out eating and and attack them in the restaurants and all. it was what's her name face. out there in the on the west coast what's not her name Sheila, not sheila water. jackson but water water yeah I, I I get those two mixed up. They're like two peas in a pod. They are. They are. They'd be a good vegetables together. Are, are they scared of waters? Is that the reason they won't come? No, out? They, they, they're, I mean, they're registered Democrats. Probably that's on the news reporting this stuff. Yeah, I know. How about the elected the the mayor? I haven't seen the mayor or the sheriff out. Well, we'll talk about all of this, and we're going to talk about why Colonel Conrad Reynolds is here. He got up early in the morning. Now, that's probably not unusual since he's got what about nine million years in the military it seems that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i know i remember when i was all. in the military yes it seemed like every day was a lifetime that's it that's it <laughs> yeah my uh, son-in-law is on tdy now he's over in germany and uh, they've got him doing paperwork and he doesn't get a day off he's, he's working every day and somebody asked me about that and i said there's one thing about the military they always get their time. Yep. They always get their time. Yep. You, you'll work as much as you have to work. That's just the way it is. All right, we got 19 after 6. Let's get a break in. We've got uh, Colonel Conrad Reynolds. I will unveil why he is here when we come back on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about PI Roofing. They'll take care of your roof. Some of you over the weekend, yesterday, in fact, got some pretty severe thunderstorms in Cabot. I walked outside. I thought somebody was spitting on me. That's how much the rain was falling. You know, I just thought somebody was standing on my roof spitting. I didn't see anything. You didn't see anything, did you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking talking to uh, R.D. He's just shake, shaking his head no. no. He, he's just down the hill from me. Yeah, so I didn't see anything. But uh, there, was, there was hail in some places. So if you had hail, uh, call... Uh, P.I. Roofing, have them come out and look at your uh, roof and make sure it's still in good shape because uh, hail will do mucho damage in a short period of uh, time. Uh, 707-3551, 707-3551, or you can visit them online at piroofing.com. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick. Uh, Artie Hopper is here. Paul Calvert is here. Simone is here. Cindy Williams, as I call her. Valkyrie <laughs> Snyder now. Okay. Oh, are you? Facebook profile. You changed your name again? 51st profile. <laughs> do they do they throw you off that often? Yeah. Yeah. I'm back on an old one now. Like this. <laughs> from two years ago. She sells self-defense products for women. Yeah. And then they cut her off all the time. I'm doing a good... You would think that with women's movement and everything else... You would think that they would support me and what I'm doing. I have to do a, um, not equity, but basically the same thing that I don't discriminate and this is blah, blah, blah. This is good for women. Wait, let me ask this question. Are you a part of the Republican Party? Why, yes, I am. Oh, well, that's (laughs) 
enough reason to throw you off right there. What can I tell Alaska you? Alaska County. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have uh, the uh, head of the uh, Pulaski County Republican Party on here to chair. Ma'am? Yeah, we're going to get uh, Alan Kerr's wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going to get her on and then talk to her about what's going on. Because this is a bastion that needs to be cracked up. We need to have the Republicans win in Pulaski County. Yeah, they haven't. They kind of gave it up. I'm, I'm hopefully that won't. I mean, Mark Johnson did as much as he could, but there's more than I mean. Really needs to be done. We've got one, we've got a pockets of women who are very active. If we could just spread that active out to numbers, we we would we could take the world. Yeah, of course, that's what you know? it's all about. Colonel Conrad Reynolds is in the studio. Drove all the way from Conway, be on my show this morning. Didn't even ask if he could do it by phone. Said, I'll be there. I absolutely. appreciate you coming in. I appreciate you having me. It's always really? good. Uh, uh, absolutely. Now, I have always said primaries are good for the party. we got a lot of great people in the Republican Party here in Arkansas. And just because somebody challenges somebody uh, and you, you go, well, why are they challenging them? Well, that's the key. The key is let's hear the ideas. Let's let's let iron sharpen iron, iron, and let's see what what we got out there. And uh, you want to come on the show today to announce that you're going to run. I'm going to run. Okay. I think I think we have a, a primaries. I think you bring up a good point. It's the only place really Republicans uh, have an opportunity to pick a candidate that that uh, addresses their concerns. If we don't have primaries, then you're always stuck with the same person mm-hmm. over and over again. And uh, and so when you come to election time, you say, why is it that I only have this choice? It's because nobody primaried them. And you didn't have an opportunity to listen to somebody else's ideas or vote for somebody else. And so they're going to have this opportunity next May, May 24th. They're going to have an opportunity to pick either myself or French Hill or Typically, you know, they may try to put in a third party. I don't know. They may try to put in a third person. Typically, that's what they would do from a strategic standpoint. Uh But regardless, I'm running because I believe that eight years is enough. Uh, When French won in 2014, um, I got behind him. I supported him uh, because he's Republican and um, Republican Party. And uh, but I think eight years is is enough for him. And I think that. That's We need America first. uh, candidate i really believe that i think that when donald trump comes back in in 2024 or maybe ron DeSantis, whoever it is it's going to be a republican president for sure and that first two years is that small window of opportunity where you have an opportunity to really pass the legislation that you need to pass in order to do that you got to have people in congress willing to do it and we saw that with president trump in his first two years that was the that was the window within which we could pass stuff well, like like fully fund the border wall, uh, they didn't do it. Get rid of Obamacare, they didn't do it. Uh, balanced budget, didn't do it. Term limits, didn't do it. All these things that we could have done, we didn't, we couldn't do because we had the wrong people in Congress at the time. And so, what I'm thinking is, 2022 and 2024, that gives us a four year period within which we can start putting people in that will be ready for when that Republican president comes in, and they'll be able to vote these things in. So we don't have to. De- depend on an executive order that's going to be overturned the first day of a new administration. And that will happen. And I, I've happens. been talking about that now for years. It always happens. So um, that's why I'm in this race. Uh, there's a lot of th- there's a lot, lot, lot of reasons, but that's just kind of a, a general overview. All right. What are the major reasons that you're running? 
the major reasons I'm running, um, if you looked at what French Hill has said and done, they're incongruent with what he tells everybody back in Arkansas. He says he's a Republican, a conservative. He's not. He's really a Liz Cheney, uh, Mitt Romney-type Republican. And I don't think that's what we need in the party today. I think uh, their time has come and gone. And look at Liz Cheney's, look at, look at her favorability rating. She came here with French last year. I don't know if you knew that, last yeah. October. I she had, helped campaign I had for her on my, on my show. Okay, well, then she campaigned for him um, and wanted to get him in. He said they go all the way back for 30 years, uh, closest friends. Well, look what she's done with Trump. I mean, she voted to impeach Trump. Uh, she's one of the 35 Republicans that voted to have a January 6th commission. Only 35 Republicans voted for that. I think that is uh, you're turning your back on all the Arkansans who voted for Trump and believe in Trump and wanted Trump's policies to progress. And I think that that is enough for him. To sh- he should resign uh, for that alone. But also, you know, he voted to to uh, secure the the election for, you know, all, all, uh, what is it, January 6th when they voted uh, yeah. to, uh, I want to look for the word, uh, certify um, Joe Biden is the president. All right. Look keep your mind. Keep 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 things dry. We're going to come back. We're going to talk right. further. Okay. We got to get to the news. We all you know how this works. You got to get to the news, man. Been around for a it's while. Important. We're making the news right now. In fact, just so you know. All right, your car breaks down on the highway. What are you going to do? Who are you going to call? I went and saw Ghostbusters last week, so I, I'm <laughs> I'm trying to say who do you call as much as I can now. So who do you call? Oh, well, you don't call Ghostbusters. You call East End Towing. Because no matter the situation, the folks at East End Towing know exactly what to do to handle your situation. And and you're probably thinking, well, Dave, all they're going to do is come out and they're going to put me on a truck and they're going to take me uh, to, to where I tell them. Well, see, that you're assuming, okay? East End Towing does that. But there's other towing places that they may tow your, your truck or tow your car and they take you to an impound lot. Because that's where the state police tell, tell them to take you, and then you got to pay money to tow, and then you got to pay money to get your car out. That's a big deal, as far as that. Also, you're thinking, and you're just going to break down while you have your car. What happens if you're towing your trailer, or your, you know, yeah, that's that, got that your boat sense. on it, you know, or you got a camper? What do you do with that? I mean, there's a lot of different questions you might face if you got to have a tow. East End Towing knows what to do in all those cases. All you have to do, you got to know one number, all right? And it needs to be in your phone. And if it's in your phone, then you'll have no problem. 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. Number to call to get a hold of East End Towing. Put it in your phone as soon as you have stopped driving down the road. That's East End Towing. Eight eight. Eight 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 four nine and put five zero one because here in the next couple of months every number you dial locally you're going to have to put five zero one in front of because they've given up part of our phone number or something for a suicide hotline or something mm. is what I understand. Interesting. All right. With that all set, let's get back to our special guest this morning. I want to give him as much time as I possibly can, and that is Colonel Conrad Reynolds. I've been friends with Colonel for many many years. All right. I got. I got uh, hooked up with him with the, not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That was over the weekend on HBO, all right? They, they did the the, in, the insertion of all the new groups. No, the Military Hall of Fame here in Ar- the Arkansas Military Hall of Fame. 
Uh, are they having a, a dinner again this they just, year? They, they already had it. Well, they say I never heard about. It. Nobody called me. Nobody told me. <laughs> really? If, yeah. If if you, I know well, if you. Well, you know, you know I sat down last year as the director after ten years. Yeah. I thought that was enough. Yeah. And uh, I had a lot, great time. It's one of those things where I saw a need. You know, we needed uh, to have some type of Hall of Fame for veterans. We didn't have one, so I started one, and uh, it turned. It's a great organization. So yeah, I'm very, very I, proud I of it. believe it as well are they still over in the treasurer's office is that where they're yep uh, they just uh redid that whole office uh-huh. and uh and they put the exhibit back just like it was okay but it looks great so if any of your viewer listeners want to go there go to the treasurer's office and watch look at the exhibit I th- i'm very proud of it now i am still i still believe that the secretary of state's office should give some place within the capitol because there's room and put the Hall of Fame in the Capitol. It shouldn't have to be in somebody's office. Yeah, on the south end there, that's where we originally wanted to go into, uh, which was the entrance to the uh, Senate offices. But that area is vacant. It's been vacant for 100 years, and um, but we could never get it for whatever reason. We were never really given a good answer, uh, but, but we finally got into the treasurer's office, and, and that's where we're at. See, I didn't think. I thought that would be cleared up pretty quickly when the Republicans took over, but... Mm, yeah, not uh, so much not so much all right but anyway all right back to you so yeah. you you gave us one reason yeah well let me give you a story go ahead kind of a little story here okay i'm not trying to pat myself on the back but it's something i think that's is this going to be like an aesop's fable or something yes, yeah that's okay <laughs> there you go well, no, actually, it just shows you the difference between the kind of people who are in D.C. You have people who actually see a problem and act on it, do something, and then you got the people who can point out a problem, but if the solution's right in their face, they don't see it, okay. or they don't want to. So they walk it uh, on both sides of the fence. Uh, a couple of months ago, I was in Atlanta, and I was in uh, had a business meeting. It was in the morning at a restaurant. Uh, there was a lady who was probably in her upper 70s mm-hmm. who had come in, and she sat in the booth behind uh, behind me and the, the, the gentleman I was having a meeting with. And uh, within, well, 20, 30 minutes, she started to choke, apparently. And the other lady started screaming, somebody help, somebody help. And when I turned around, she was about as blue as as, as my card there. She was, she, was, she was choking. There was about 50 people in the restaurant, and nobody did anything. Nobody. Everybody froze. They looked at it. Everybody knew that there was a problem. Somebody, everybody said, somebody help her, but nobody did anything. I, you know, again, not patting myself on the back, but I got out. You did a got out. I, I did a ham, Heimlich, and I told her, very, I told her listen, this is, I'm going to pull pretty hard, and uh, so be prepared. I didn't want to break her rib. I mean, right, she's very right. fragile. And um, so, um, but anyway, sure enough, it took me about three, three hard pulls, and uh, it came out. And she was so appreciative. She came over and thanked me for saving her life. And, um, and, and of course, I mean, she said her husband had just died uh, about a week, and she had just buried him, and her two older kids had left, and she was, she was by herself, and that's why she was in the restaurant there. Um, so, anyway, my point is is that most of the people in Congress, the Republicans, are like everybody in the restaurant. They can point to a problem. They can say, look, look at everybody coming across the border. We need to do something about that. But when the solution is secure it, close it they won't do it they won't act because they're afraid of what may happen or they're afraid of what to be what may be said about them or they don't want to do it in the first place for example um a couple of people came over to me and said did weren't you worried you, she may sue you what if you hurt her you know what what if she died and the family sued you i said really that's what you're thinking about that's not right what here. i'm thinking here. about 
I'm thinking about acting saving on her life and saving her life. And my point is, is that a lot of people in Congress are the other they're, and they're not. And that's why we're not getting things done. And so I am a person who will stand up. And that's why I'm running for Congress, because okay. I think that I can stand up and do the right thing. Make a difference. Be doggone right. All right. So with that in mind, what are some areas that you want to make a difference in? I want to secure the border immediately. Uh, we can do it in 24 hours. Uh, that's that, To me, that's one of the things that we can do right now. Um, people really, as a national security expert, someone who's been in the national security business all my life, that is a huge threat that people really don't understand. Uh, we don't know who's coming across the border. And to think that no, none of our adversaries are going to sneak people across, they're crazy. That is something that we need to be thinking about, and for national security reasons, number one. Number two, our drug overdoses are through the roof. The fentanyl that comes across that, all the, all the drugs, we could stop that. We need to do that. And so that's one thing that I'm going to really push hard is uh, to do that. Uh, the other one, uh, I want term limits. Uh, very few other people people do. I do. There's an organization called um, uh, TermLimits.org. If you go there, there's a petition, and there are certain people who've signed for that. Ted Cruz has signed it, Rand Paul. There's a lot of people. Not one person from our Arkansas delegation has signed that, and I think that's telling. If we take away term limits, if we're able to do that, I think that that will make a big difference in the people who have been there 20 and 30 years who gain so much power that no one else really can challenge them. Like Leahy? Yeah, like Leahy. About 41 years or something of that nature. Yep. Um, but went, went in when I was in high school. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, look, uh, Joe Biden's been there since 1971 or two. Yeah, when, um, when I was in high school. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how do these people keep getting reelected? Well, the, the answer they, is, of course, they get money from the special interest, and they get money from a few hundred people in their district very wealthy people who are investing in their voice they've got their guy in and they don't want him to leave and they use that money to run commercials they use that money to run propaganda to ensure that that person gets reelected every time and then that's that's why so it's very difficult unless you can self-fund and you have all the money that you can self-fund it's very difficult to get your message out which brings me to my website and brings me to i need people or want people if you want a voice if you want a voice, everybody listening to my voice right now, if you want a voice in Congress, then go to my website. It's called electconrad.com, electconrad.com. You can donate on that website. And everybody needs skin in the game. I don't care if it's $5 a month. You can do seven months at 5 bucks. You know, that's a, that's a, a, a coffee. Yeah, $35. Uh, $35. Or you can do $100. i am trying to get 1000 My goal is to get 1,000 people at $100 a month for seven months. And next May, it all shuts off, you know, and when, after I win the primary, then we'll start anew and we'll go from there. But I'm going to win this primary. I, I really believe it. I think that uh, French Hill has already met his own definition of what's wrong in Washington. When I ran against him in 2014, he's very clear. He said the biggest threat we have against our democracy and the threat against uh, in America was politicians who serve too long and spend too much. We have a spending problem. Right, I agree with him. We were at sixteen trillion, almost seventeen trillion, when we ran. Well, he's been there eight years. I think that's enough. And now we're almost thirty trillion. So, by his own definition, he really and truly ought to step aside and retire and let somebody else take the baton. And that's what I'm intend to do. Okay, all right. So you're hearing what uh, the colonel has. If you have a question, eight two three zero nine six five, eight two three zero nine. Six five. All right. You you said that uh, the thing about uh, 
only serving X amount of years or whatever when you go into Congress. Uh, how many terms are you saying you'll serve? I if think you're elected? I think eight years is more than enough. And, and okay, I'll be, so four I, terms. In four Congress. terms is, should be enough. It's enough for a governor. It's enough for a president. I think it's enough for a congressman. I think senators probably two terms. Uh, that's pretty much what the pledge says on this uh, termlimits.org. I think that's uh, a good starting point. I mean, we can. Uh, it's probably not final what that is, but we need to agree that term limits. I think is is what we need. Uh, it really will get rid of and weaken. It will weaken the special interest groups, and it will weaken the people who have actually got control of our Congress. All right, we got about fourteen minutes until the top of the hour. Colonel is going to be here. I'll open him up to con- to questions from R.D. Look out, R.D.'s right next to you. <laughs> R.D. from Paul and for uh, from Simone when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. want to remind you about David Lucas Financial. If you're concerned about, uh, you know, out-of-control government spending, if it gets through the Senate, you will soon be very concerned about out-of-control government spending uh soaring inflation political unrest and a rapid decline of the u.s dollar then you need to listen to what i got from david lucas financial millions of people now it's not just his clients but millions of people here in our country are investing in silver and gold to protect their nest eggs don't let 1970s style inflation destroy your retirement i remember 1970 style inflation at 13 14 15 percent learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets uh, your ira your 401k and hard-earned savings by calling 501-222-3315 we work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country so you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust to learn more about buying silver and gold, call 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, 10 till 7 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We've got uh, Colonel Conrad Reynolds in. He's announcing today. He put out a press release, and I would have had him on Friday, but I, I had a full show already set up, and I told him, let's get you on Monday. We'll do it at 6 o'clock. He said, well, I'd rather have it at 7. And I said, yeah, I understand that, but you got to do 6. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm here, brother. I am here. <laughs> He's here. That's he it. got up early to do this. Uh, did you have a question for him, Artie? You look like well, you did. I, was well, I heard some things that sounded very interesting, you know. I believe after people serve so many terms, we kind of get corporatism going to where people have represented so many corporations that their flexibility goes away. But he said one thing there that, you know, it struck my mind. We have a problem with workers in this country right now. There's too many people that are not working everywhere you go. Everyone knows you see help wanted signs everywhere you go. I believe Obamacare is a large reason why we do not have people working for our small businesses. Obamacare gave free health care insurance in Arkansas and subsidized health care insurance to people up to 138% of poverty level. So there's people Which that would are, be how much? Do you have any idea? How I don't know is? what that is right now. I don't know. It changed. I mean, it's a moving target. Yeah, it's a moving target. So I don't know <laughs> what it is. 
But these people are trapped at 138% of the poverty level. They can't move up or they'll lose their health insurance. So, right. so, so they have to divorce so their wives. they in there. And the people that are 100, 100% below get it for free. So we are encouraging people not to work. Before Obamacare, people went to work at small businesses like mine because we provided health care insurance. And they got up every morning and came to work. Now my health insurance is twice what it was before Obamacare. It has doubled. But and so my guys work every day to pay their health insurance and the health insurance of everybody that's not working for health care insurance. So uh, I'm like ready a, for that burden to be taken off of my employees and for people to go back to work. Oh, I agree with that. It's a, it's almost a small mortgage. Yeah, I mean it's like a, another house mortgage that people are paying for insurance. But you know what? We knew that was coming, but the people, uh, the legislators in Arkansas, uh, passed it. And uh, so, and, I, and uh, to me, I don't understand that at all because every one of them, if I remember correctly, ran on the fact that they were against Obamacare. Right. They were against the private option. Well, Simone, you're uh, up. I have two. Well, question off Artie's. And one thing I would like to say is, if if you can get do something about that, the Obamacare uh, and the hundred and what did you say it was a hundred and thirty eight percent. Thirty eight percent. There needs to be a plan for those people to get off because, like he was saying. Never well, I mean, there needs to, there is a dignity to work that some people I think would like to have. And if they could find that dignity work, if there was some kind of plan that would help them get off that without losing everything all at once, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just a softy, but yeah, I am. I'm a softy, but uh, I'd like to see people have the dignity of work. My other, my other question is about veterans. I'm the veterans right. affairs chair and I would just well, thank like you for to doing know, that. thank you yeah. for serving. And I would just like to know if you have any ideas or plans. Uh, already mentioned that we are the 22, and I think that's a wonderful group to work with. I think you want to explain that, R.D.? Because I think yes. everybody here listening needs to hear this. Right. Because there is an this organization, is a great organization that is a nationwide organization. Uh, the number is on average 22 veterans commit suicide every day. 22 veterans. So there's a 22 organization. And it is a nationwide organization. They provide a hotline for veterans to call. There is one here in Arkansas. This group here in Arkansas has one employee, one employee in the state of Arkansas, and they have an emergency response team in Arkansas that if a veteran calls this hotline, this emergency response team goes to that veteran to help that veteran in the state of Arkansas. And they have to... They have to wear, in today's world, they have to wear, you know, bulletproof vest and be armed because they never know if there's drugs involved or well, uh, family members. That's exactly right. So, uh, so we have volunteers all over the state of Arkansas that are members of this 22 organization that, that go to our veterans every time they call a hotline. So I'd like people to look up this group and, uh, and try to help our veterans that are, that are struggling and, I appreciate what Mr. Reynolds has done through the uh, Veterans uh, Hall of Fame. I love it. And uh, I've been to those organizations. But uh, these people help veterans at their lowest point. And veterans have have problems that the rest of us don't understand and the rest of us don't have because we haven't been through what they've been through. But there is a team that goes to these people and tries to help them that understands their problems. I think that sounds like a great organization without, without a doubt. Um, and Simone had asked a question earlier about uh, homeless veterans. 
And what can we do about that? Well, <clears throat> I don't know all the plan. I don't know all the details of what we should or shouldn't do, but I do know this. I know that our veterans are the ones that put their lives on. They signed a blank check when they went into the service. I think that we should, uh, you know, if they, they knew they may get killed in the protection of our country and our Constitution. And I think for that, we should ensure that not one veteran is homeless, is out on the street. And so um, uh, I'm a big supporter and always have been uh, of veterans. My brothers are veterans. Uh, my son was a veteran. So uh, we believe in military service and we believe in, in protecting our country. And I also think that we have a debt that we owe veterans. And before we spend $450,000 on every right. illegal coming across, are you? I mean, crazy talk, um, we should be taking care of our veterans first. And so I can assure them that they'll have a voice in Congress when I go there. Thank you. I sure. appreciate the answer. All right. That, that, that all you got? Uh, for the moment. Okay, quickly. Oh, I, got, oh, no. I got two minutes late uh, left for uh, Paul. I've got a very simple question. Which, this is a question I ask a lot of candidates who are running for office. Okay. What is the basic fundamental purpose of government in a free society? The basic fundamental purpose of government is to protect our country. In other words, we, we have a government. I mean, that's the reason it was originally set up, in order to have a way to be able to protect our borders, protect our country, to protect our freedoms. Uh, that is my answer to that. And, and I think that what we have is a government that has grown way too big. Uh, it's an octopus now. It's in, it's in every aspect of our life. And we need to limit the size of government. And I believe in that wholeheartedly. I could start with a di- several different departments that we should at least reduce immensely, uh, particularly the Department of Education is one I would start with. Um, but we, we need to reduce the size of government. We need to reduce the size of our spending. Now, Ronald Reagan had it right. We don't have a tax problem. We've got a spending problem. And we've had that for decades and decades. That's why we're at $30 trillion right now in debt. All right. What's the website again? It is electconrad.com. Electconrad.com. And I also have a Facebook, Colonel Conrad Reynolds. Go to that. I put videos on there and uh, just to have a conversation with me. And uh, please donate. Please um, uh, invest in what you want in. If you want a voice in Congress, you got to invest in it. Please invest in my campaign, and uh, you're not going to be sorry. All right. We'll All right. be seeing you down the road, that's Thanks, for Dave. sure, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, show. Colonel Conrad Reynolds was our guest this morning. we got another hour to go. Stick with us. We'll talk about the Rittenhouse decision. We'll talk about this guy that went driving through a parade in Wisconsin. Got a lot of things to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Get back to it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. A Monday on a shortened week. 
I will not be on live Thursday nor Friday. It is Thanksgiving. I will be at home in a food coma, just so you know. <laughs> that's, that's where I'll be on Thursday. Yeah, we had our Thanksgiving Saturday. Did you? Yeah, and is, so we, I had my food coma. Okay, did you guys, did you have uh, sweet potatoes? Um, you know, I think we had probably a couple of different choices on that. I, I think I think one of my, maybe my either my sister or my sister-in-law made um, one of the sweet potato casserole Love things. It. Did she put marshmallows on it? I don't think our family does the marshmallow thing. I, I know, I think that's it, travesty. I think, it, I think it had coconut and um, I can't remember what else. Coconut. I do love What is coconut, it, a Hawaiian version? No, I mean, it was. It was. It, it went good together. I'm just trying to think what else. There was some sort of, you know, they always Pineapple put a, in there? No, I don't think meringue? it was pineapple. Maybe it was a meringue. <laughs> no, sorry. I don't think it was meringue. No, it was, it was, it was like a, a lot of times those those um, sweet potato casseroles have some sort of a crusty stuff on oh, top. Oh, like apple crumble type stuff. That no. kind of stuff, but I think it had some coconut in it. Oh, okay. Anyway, it was okay. good. I bet you it was good. I oh, love yeah. sweet potatoes. And I'm sure you had dressing with plenty of gravy. There, there was dressing. You know, I don't know if I put gravy on. I can't remember. Well, how did he hey, get the coma? What, you know, what country I, were you born what in? What coma were you <laughs> in? <laughs> well, see, part of the problem was I, I, I got my plate. And it was, I got about halfway through the the the, um, the, uh, the set of food or whatever. Yeah. You and uh, my plate was already full. No, nah, well. You had a plate then you grab another Well, that means you got to eat yeah. it and yeah. refill it. One. Well, but, you know. Call um, that a sampler platter. I, I, <laughs> you know, That's I'm what not, it is, too. I'm not 23 years old anymore. That's what I get. And yeah. I'm not doing tree work for a living. Oh, so, and so you're so afraid. My, you're well, trying to hold well, on to your sexy look. My, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and so my appetite isn't quite what it used to be. I used to... um you don't I, I, consume 6,000 calories at a Yeah, meal? something like that. Okay. So, so back when I was doing tree work, I would sometimes go to Little Caesars and get one of their large pizzas and eat the whole thing okay. for lunch. And then go back and work. Yeah, okay. Well, that <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So anyway, we'll be having Thanksgiving at my house this year. And because a couple of my kids don't get off of work until later, uh, this year, this would be the latest that I've eaten Thanksgiving meal in a long time. It's going to be 6 o'clock. Oh, wow. Wow. It's going to be a long late. time. Yeah, it's going to be a yeah. <laughs> long wait. It's a, yeah, that's the key. It'll be yeah. a long wait. But I can fill up on chocolate chip cookies. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I'll be ours ready is going to be come. Wednesday. We're having ours Wednesday. Yeah, you have it as you have to. I mean, it's the way it is anymore. Get together. Are, you, are you doing turkey or ham or both? I'm doing prime rib. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. nice. And I'm not telling you where I live. <laughs> you <laughs> I know. know you, you know where I live. All right, but so does RD. Uh, All right. So anyway, uh, in Wisconsin... Uh, Five people are dead. More than 40 are injured after an SUV plowed through a Christmas parade in Wisconsin yesterday. Children are among those injured while police say a person of interest is in custody and has now been arrested. All right. So that's the latest that you got out of uh, what's going on in Wisconsin. And there's I'm waiting to hear what's going on. I'm not going to I'm not going to make any kind of. you know, predictions here, just like I never made predictions about this person's going to be found not guilty. I, I, I deal in facts when we get into legal situations. It it could have been someone that had a stroke or something. Could be. We, we do, we do not know. I hope that's the case. I don't think so. They They said he might have been fleeing. They were, they were going straight down the road. I don't think so that they had a stroke. I, but they could have been. Fleeing doing from something and, and trying to get from something else or whatever that's possible yeah. i don't i don't care but there's a lot of other possibilities too is it a, re, a repeat of manhattan a few years ago is it 
in retribution of what happened on Friday with Rittenhouse. Well, it's, you know, there's it, a lot of different questions it, it, that are it out there. It just kind of goes to illustrate that if, if bad people want to do bad things. I've said that all the time, haven't I? You really just can't stop them. Sometimes no, you, you can't. And, that, and that's one of the reasons why good people need to be armed. This is one of the things that I talked about and I have for several years. When I was in the military, you know, I, I worked for uh, Armed Forces Radio and Television. I had a top secret clearance because of different stories that I had to do and the places that I had to go. And uh, one of the things that I went to was the dynamics of international terrorism. Now, this is back in the mid-80s. And this is the thing that they were the most worried about, the issue. The lone terrorist. The lone wolf terrorist. Yeah, you can't stop them. You can't find them. You don't know where they're at until after they've done what they're going to do. And they will kill innocents as well as what they consider are guilty parties. Uh, if it's a terrorist group, uh, and I'm talking about an international terrorist group, if you're an American, you're the enemy. You're, you're just as you know, uh, guilty as the state as far as they're concerned. But uh, the lone wolf terrorist, since the mid-'80s, it's been what they've been worried about. And those are the so. ones that have have been very, you know, they've been very, very successful in our country because it's almost impossible to stop them. Right. And that's, you think about Oklahoma. Yeah. That, you know, exactly. McVeigh's a good example. That's a domestic terrorist. I mean, it's all kinds mm-hmm. of there's, there's people out there wanting to do da- dangerous things. Mm-hmm. That's what, what Colonel Reynolds was saying about securing our borders. You know, we're not going to catch everybody coming across their borders. That's very obvious. However, we have caught people when we've had some kind of control over the borders, people that are enemies of the United States, and they're not just from, you know, uh, Mexico or whatever. They're Far Eastern terrorists. And we don't have to fly these people on the taxpayer dime right into the middle of yeah. the country. Well, to And not tell the people that right. you're, you're dropping them off. I think the left knows that, that this is insanity to let our enemies cross a border unchecked. Uh, but, you know, Colonel Reynolds brought up the fact that, you know, in Arkansas, we were raised to do the right thing if it's popular or not. And if you get sued or not, do the right thing. The right thing is for our government to protect our country by securing our borders. I think the left knows that. But it's all about politics, and it's all about framing the other side. It's all about and, power. And it's not America first. It's not putting our safety first, just like in, in Wisconsin. You know, they knew there was going to be a, a terrorist group that was going to do that. They already had drones in the air to film what they were doing. But the police, the people weren't there because they yeah, were afraid that, politically right, that, that was, they would look bad if they protected the citizens in their own community. Right, well, not, of course they would look bad because MSNBC, CNBC, CNN are just beating the drum of this false narrative about how America is a bunch of white nationalists that want to be armed and kill people. I mean, we're hearing that all the time now. That's just it. Is that, that we want to we want to be armed, but we don't want to kill people. The, the the best way to best way to use weapons is to have them so that you don't need them. The fact is that if you're armed and people know that you're armed, 
They don't fight. They don't come up and pick that's why fights you have with a you, military. Gen- generally speaking, and that's and that's <laughs> one of the cool things about a military is that you speak softly and carry a big. You stick. make them. And, you and make them strong enough and big enough that nobody, nobody wants right. to get involved. But right. when well, the lone wolf guy comes out that you're talking about, there needs to be armed citizens sure. there yep. to deal with Absolutely. it. Absolutely, I agree. When Absolutely. the police show up, you know, and they sweep, you know, twenty they minutes, sweep up even the twenty minutes later, right. you know, right. all, about all they can do at that point is get the chalk out. Right, exactly, well, and, that, and that's and, and that's that's what so many people seem to, to prefer. It's like, well, we don't want you to be armed. We'd rather draw chalk lines around your body or take mm-hmm. pictures. But <laughs> the um, they actually have. I saw a story today that they're having these people that want uh, one. One country, there's anti-racist, this, that, and the other. They are using segregated safe spaces for people to process the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that was in a college. Yeah, in a college that they're, they're propagating How many years did we fight right. not to have that stuff in this country? That's segregation. And now they're going right back to right. it again. It's... Well, it, disturbing is an understatement. Well, it is and, disturbing. And we, we need to stop funding with our tax dollars, these these institutions that are yes. promoting this nonsense. It, it, it really is insane that, that they, they continue to get tax dollars. Right. And, yeah, the colleges, they don't – most of the colleges don't need our tax dollars at this point. Need it or not is irrelevant. They shouldn't have it. I agree. I'm just saying mm-hmm. they, they are self, self-sufficient yeah. at this point. All right, 716, let's get a first break in for this last hour. we got a lot to talk about in this last hour like to get you involved. The phone number is 823-0965. I know in the past here uh, we've had the power panel on and we haven't taken many calls, but we'll take your call today, 823-0965. Dustin Turner, man, I turn to about selling my home. I've told you already, in the last two weeks, sold the home to the left of me, sold the home to the right of me. All right. And I'm the one who's been talking about selling my home. I just got things that I got to get done with my home. I got to give I'm going to give Joel Johnson a call and talk to his people there. They do small jobs inside houses and I need a a little bit of court around and things of that. And they put down I need to get a price and then get that money together and, and get it done. I don't expect to be in my house longer than through the springtime, to be honest with you. All right, but the bottom line, you need to call Dustin Turner. He's the best. He's a man you can trust. He does it right. He'll get uh, people's eyes on your house because they're going to buy it off the Internet before they buy it uh, any other way. Call him at 501-952-2969. That's 501-952-2969. Or go online. Just go to hometeamsoldit.com. All right, so let's come back to House first. Uh, again, tonight during Tucker Carlson on Fox News, he has the first interview uh, with uh, uh, with House. Now, here's my whole thing about it. I'm not going to hear anything that surprises me, to be honest with you. I'm not going to hear anything that surprises me. He's going to say that he's not a white supremacist. I don't believe he's a white supremacist. You know, he even said that I I heard a little bit of a snippet from something that's going to be happening tonight, but that he could, he understands some of the problems that black lives matter is trying to address. He He understands them and he supports them for it because he's, he said, there's a lot of prosecution uh, malfeasance out there for everybody. 
Mm-hmm. They're attacking. Look, they attacked him. There's been black people have gone through that. Sure, sure. You know? yes. right. One got this. off the same day. All I say is right. take the blindfolds, uh, leave Leave the blindfolds on, Lady Justice, right. and, yes. and it's time well, for everybody it, to but be American. It's not going to happen. Now, I, I, I had this discussion with my wife on Friday. This is not going to stop until the prosecutor in this case, and we all know that he presented false information to the, to the jury. He lied to the jury about what is self defense. Yeah. He lied to them about him bringing that gun across the state line. They knew that that didn't happen. Why is he not being disbarred? That's when it will stop. When lawyers lose their jobs. I'm not even saying you got to send them to prison. They will lose their jobs and, and uh, lose the money that they're making. Suddenly... They may not do this stuff. Right. Is that the, there needs to be consequences. Yes. yes. Right. It, there has to be. There has to be consequences. You, you 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 can't just let this garbage happen. And I'm not saying it's on just the prosecution side. I've seen I've seen the ones on the uh, defense, defense side right. get some little tiny grain of of. Well, so, it might have happened this way, but it, it you know, but the benefit of the doubt says, well, it probably didn't, mm. and use it to throw a whole, you know, trial on. You know, that's the reason that the majority of the people of Arkansas that I know are the majority of the Republicans are against hate crime legislation, is because no one should go to court or go to trial and have the prosecutor lie about them openly it doesn't make any difference what race you're from or what color your skin your skin is everybody deserves a fair trial no matter what and whenever you bring race into everything well we know that even the uh publicity from the newspapers they do it yep. i mean if you anything on time on uh any case you know that the first thing it starts off well a mostly white jury or a black jury or whatever they the newspapers start reporting the race card on everything that happens you know everything that happens and it it should just be american but if you weren't following this case closely and i'll i'll say like me okay i watched Every minute of the trial <laughs> I did too. on television, I watched it play out right in front of me as though I was sitting there on the jury. You would have thought that he killed black people. Three. Mm-hmm. Three black That's people. That's what you would have thought. And that he did. He killed three white guys. Right. And, and you, you mentioned about the prosecutor lying. The prosecutor said um, that he killed two unarmed men. The fact is that, no, they were not unarmed. One, one of them may have been unarmed. One had one, a gun. One well, he didn't kill that guy, but the but the but one of the ones he killed had a skateboard, and he was using it as a weapon. That's not unarmed. Yeah, that's that, a that deadly is weapon. Definitely armed because he was using it as a weapon. That's that's being yeah, armed. Is he unarmed if he grabbed a two by four and started beating? Well, that's him like with frozen it? soup cans that they use. Right. They, they have frozen right. soup cans and frozen cans, you know, because they're going to go feed the hungry. Yeah, frozen or not, it doesn't make any difference. It's, it's if you're using can. it as a weapon, you are armed. Right. Right. It, it doesn't make any difference if if you're if you're um arming yourself with a flashlight and using it yes. as a weapon against someone you are armed there's creative armaments right, right there are and so it's it's but but yes. 
for the prosecutor to be able to stand up and lie and not get kicked out of the courtroom right away is a problem. I thought the judge was going to do it for a minute. I thought it, well, I, earlier in the trial, yes, yeah. he, he was really raking the prosecutor over. Then the he coals. stopped. I wonder what happened. I, I don't know, but I, something I, happened. I, I, I agree. It is a serious problem for prosecutors to be able to lie, especially on the stand. I get get up in court. And just lie to the jury. And it feeds well, the narrative he, of the mainstream media to keep uh, well, propelling the story. he lied to the jury, number one, when he looked at them and said, if you bring a gun with you, you give up your right to self-defense. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember him saying That's that. That's what he said. That's absurd. I, of course. It's, it's a lie. It, it, he knows it's a well, lie. Right. And even, even, if he, even the notion of, um, of, um, of defending, defending yourself from from being murdered, even if you had picked a fight with somebody, you don't have to allow yourself to be murdered. No, I, right. I, just, I, I just love all the people who say, well, you got what is coming. He shouldn't have been there anyway. All right, Jackie Martin joins us. Hey, Jackie, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Jackie, you there? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. What's up? Well, uh, there's something else that needs to change in our justice system, and that is our juries. Um, our youngest son in the year 2000 was killed by a drunk robber. And the evidence was just overwhelming that this person was drunk when he killed my son, and not only our son, but another son. But the jury came back hung because half of them said that the uh, driver that killed our children was such a nice-looking young man that they couldn't stand sending to prison. Now, they are only to adjudicate the evidence that was presented in the courtroom. Emotions are not supposed to be a part of it. Oh, I agree. You get into this arena when you have a liberal, uh, I don't know what, bleeding heart, who want to make, well, he really didn't mean it. Well, I'm sorry, but he committed a crime, and two people are dead because of it. No, he didn't mean it, but he got behind the wheel drunk. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like meaning Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. What's the difference? You know, what is the difference? He, he knowingly was drunk, knowingly got behind the wheel of a car, and killed two innocent people. Well, Jackie, I, th- I think sorry. one of the one of the problems is that Americans in general don't know how to use juries because we're not on juries very often. We're so inexperienced. We don't want yeah, to be yeah, on most, jury. Most cases, <laughs> most criminal right. cases are pled out, so you have plea bargains, and so most of the time these cases don't go to jury trials, and so we have so very few jury trials that jurors are not experienced enough to kind of cut through the um, emotions and whatever else that go along with this. And so it's a problem. We need more juries so that more of us are educated as jurors so that we can do a better job. Well, I'm not at all, you know, know all that that happened in this or in this jury, but I I would almost uh, guess, and and Jackie, I'm going to have to let you go, but I'm going to guess that the the, uh, defense lawyer uh, got the person maybe to take the stand and Oh yeah, I'm so sorry that I did this and and give you all that. And may, they may be, they might be, but Bombs. there is a there's justice that has to be served in a situation like that. I saw. Well, a, I was just going to say I saw a case of a grandpa 
He woke up in the morning in jail and had no idea what he had done. He had gotten drunk the night before and killed four children. Oh, my God. And he woke up and had no idea what he had done. And just imagine, I mean, he didn't mean to do it, but the, the consequences are still no, there. No, he did. He, he meant to do he, it. He, he was just right. He was just not in his right state of mind. Right. right. And, and the thing is, when you intentionally get yourself out of your mind with alcohol. Exactly. All right. Let's take a break. Got uh, Bill O'Reilly coming up, and then I'll be back with more power panels here. Simone is here. RD is here. He's got, he looks like he got something going on in his head. I'm not sure exactly what it is. And then Paul, Paul is here, and of course, Heidi is here as well. All right, Pat Davis reminding you when you're looking for health insurance, you need to talk to him. I mean, you might want to run out and Look at one of the big insurance agencies or whatever. Well, Pat's getting to be one of those big insurance agencies by doing health insurance a different way. He's going to save you 30 to 50% on your health insurance. You can buy this from any provider in the nation, but it will be used in a totally different way than you've used health insurance uh, before, if you're self-employed, this is the insurance that's really made for you. It's actual insurance. It's not a share plan, and there are no copays. Right off the bat, let me just say it: no copays. So that saves you money right there. And there are times when the uh, the different places will give you money back, send you a check back, maybe a, an urgent care facility or a, or a hospital or whatever. They'll send you a check back for treatment that you have received. Here's all you have to do. This is pretty simple. Call him and talk to him. All right? I mean, look, Pat can't sneak up behind you, grab your wrist, put a pen in your in your hands, and make you sign up for what it is that he's he's going to talk to you about. But he can give you information that will save you money. Look at what you pay for your insurance, and if you save 50%, how much money is that? Multiply that now by probably you pay it monthly, multiply it by 12. How much money are you going to save? That's important things, and that's just by making a phone call. 501-605-6935. 501-605-6935, or your health plan man, that's what everybody knows him as, yourhealthplanman.com. All right, so call Pat today. Save yourself some money. The window's closing. I think it's December 4th, if I'm not mistaken. All right, 501-605-6935. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, Paul had one last thing he wanted to say about Kyle Reinhouse. Go ahead. So so one of the things that was kind of concerning to me is that, um, you know, I think, I think I've, I've heard the number that, that – Kyle Rittenhouse, his, his bail was like $2 million, I think. And I, I don't know if that's exactly what the number was. But, you know, if, if, if he hadn't had a lot of support from outside. He'd been cooling his heels yeah, in jail. Yeah, I think he would have been sitting in jail this whole time. And that has a serious effect on, um, on, on how people um, react to, um, to, I think, the, like plea bargain deals and wherever Perceive. else. And then also sometimes what happens, I think, is that instead of being able to go to court in a suit and tie, you end up going to court in a jumpsuit and handcuffs. And if you don't think that has a, that has a, um, an impression on the jury, 
I, what would have happened differently if Kyle hadn't have had the same kind of support that he did from from the public and at fr- two million dollars, right? At, and and, and the, the attorney supporting him and all kinds of people, I mean, coming together to support him. What would have happened if he had been alone? If he had just had, you know, maybe his mom could have scraped up a couple thousand dollars and 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 and, and hired a cheap attorney. What what would have happened differently? A public defender. A public defender, right. A tender. Right. And so and, and then he might have been intimidated into taking a plea deal because, you know, after sitting in jail for a year and and um and, and a prosecutor scaring you into the into the idea that, you know, you you're gonna go to prison for the rest of your life, but we're gonna offer you this deal where you can get out in three years. Well that's why a lot years. of people take deals. They that do aren't, take deals that are not guilty. Right. And that that's a serious problem that we need to deal with. And um and so I, I think you were mentioned earlier that that Kyle Rittenhouse has has maybe hinted at his some being somewhat sympathetic to some of the Black Lives Matter causes, if you will. And and the, I think the I think almost all of us would agree that the the organization itself has got some serious Marxist. problems. But but the the issues with with um with um bad prosecutions among Black people and white people as well is a serious issue that needs to be addressed. And I think um. Some of this stuff with with these protests, I think sometimes people, some of these people, they they want to make some make some changes. I think a lot of times these protests are, are highly ineffective at doing that, and many times counterproductive at that. Um, because when you set somebody's private business on fire, that doesn't make them want to listen to your cause very much. I don't think they're trying um, to be productive at uh, all in the first place. I, I think in many, I think in many cases, just, you just got a bunch of. 25-year-old children going out there setting stuff well, on fire. Well, I, don't even think, I don't even think for them that it's about the injustice of the justice system. It's, I want free stuff, and they go in and break in and yeah. and ran, ransack a, a right. business it, it, or whatever like or set things on fire because they're just freaking mad. And three, I think, three-year-olds throwing a temper tantrum. Right, and I think this is more of a class problem than a race problem anyway when it comes to the justice system. There is a class, uh, you know, different sure. classes and ca- or caste system, if you will. Maybe to put it more sophisticated just, just terms. Something to, to that effect as well. Yes, I, I, think, the, I think there's a lot of truth in that. Um, and sometimes it's just, um, like we were talking about before is, is that if you've been having to sit in jail the whole time, your willingness to take, take the the risk of going to a trial is probably much, much different. Right. And, and it, it's a serious problem. And when well, think about what could have been done to him while he was in sure, jail, you sure, know, the absolutely. whole time and, to, and to the thought of that's going to be my life. If one, right. you know. Right. If this jury convicts me, what, you know, right. whether I'm innocent or not, right. it's the jury. Right. No, the, the plea bargaining system is a is a very very serious problem. I, it's I think sinister. It, it's 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 awful. It, it's it's basically you take someone who's scared and you tell them, you know, there's a three percent chance we're going to find you guilty if we go to trial. So we're going to give you this this other option. Well, how many people would risk? Three percent, a three percent chance of going to prison for the rest of their life, as opposed to, you know what? We'll we'll let you off on probation, and you got to pay this ten thousand dollar fine. And you got that on your record, and you're still guilty. But the reality is, you are totally not guilty. But you are so afraid of that three percent chance of going to prison for your for the rest of your life, you decide, you know what? I'll pay the ten thousand dollars. Yeah, and bail reform hasn't hit everyone. All right. That's a whole other show now that we can uh, we sure. can chalk up for a little. Maybe we can should get 
get uh, Cody on or something to sit down and, Maybe so. and, and take our questions about mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Uh, the other big question still coming out of the House is MSNBC, CNN, CNBC, and all the rest of them referring to him as a white supremacist, referring to him as bringing a weapon across state lines, saying that he didn't know anybody in uh, Kenosha, or, you know, Kenosha or whatever when he did. His dad lived there. His uh, grandmother lived there. He had worked there before. Uh, and uh, these were just flat out. To lies perpetuated by the media. Alan Dershowitz, who is, of course, a professor of law, uh, was talking on the Hannity show last week and said this about, can you sue these people because of what they are saying on the air? As you listen to critics of this verdict, what do you think? Well, critics and many of the people who support the conviction just heard a different case. They heard a case of a white supremacist crossing state lines with an AR-15 who had no business being in uh, the place that he went to, who went for no good reason, who wasn't chased, who had no fear for his life. That's what CNN told their viewers. And I hope that Rittenhouse sues CNN. I want to make an offer. I want to offer to share my research about CNN with Rittenhouse and his lawyers. Uh, As you know, I'm suing CNN because they totally distorted and edited a tape of my defense of President Trump. They have a policy, a history of distorting facts in order to present a narrative. And I think that you have to distinguish between opinions and facts. You can't sue somebody for calling Rittenhouse a vigilante. That's a matter of opinion. But you can sue them for saying that he crossed state lines with an illegal weapon or that he was a white supremacist. And I do think, although I'm a strong supporter of the First Amendment, that CNN and others have to be held accountable for abusing the First Amendment and lying about individuals and creating an expectation of a conviction in a case where there was no realistic possibility of a conviction for anybody who actually saw the trial live on television. All right. So that's what Alan Dershowitz had to say. I watched the whole trial. I didn't miss a moment of it. I went home. Uh, from work, I turned on Fox and watched it on Fox. And if I didn't watch it on Fox, I watched it on Court TV. And I, I saw everything they presented. What I did not know until this morning, MSNBC carried the closing statement by the prosecution. They did not show the closing statement of the defense. Interesting. They cut it off with Biden speaking, I do believe. Well, they cut they They cut that off perfect timing i thought that was kind of of so, interesting to say so, the, least. so the, the thing is with this with this issue is that you know free speech is is a rather sacred thing in this country but you can't lie about people you, well, cannot you can't defame. yell fire in a crowded you theater right, you, right? we you, understand the right that to free speech is the right to tell the truth and to give your opinions well it's the same thing the, the guy took an oath when he became a lawyer all right, it, it's a it's it's a mess. He's not allowed to lie to defamation, the jury. Deva, defamation is not part of free speech. Whether it's whether you're a news station or or a um, or a prosecutor, for some reason though, prosecutors seem to have quite a bit of protection Latitude. from from, um, from accountability when they lie about people or when they falsely bring charges against people. Well, let me give you another lie that they said. 
They said that Reitenhouse shot Rosenbaum in the back. The medical examiner, right. in his testimony, this is factual medical testimony, said he was not shot in the back. He was shot in the stomach, just below the uh, belt level. Or That's Rosen, where he was shot. Rosenbaum? Yeah, Rosenbaum. Yeah, no, I, th- I think he got shot from a bunch, bunch of different, he got shot four times. Well, the one that killed him. Was not being shot in the back. Yeah, I, th- I think they said that there was one shot that kind of came from the top yeah. and went down maybe through a shoulder blade or something like that. Well, but, the defense slowed that, that down, too. But that. that's that's different from turning around and getting shot in the back. Yeah, he wasn't. Away. Yeah, he running around and shining. And they showed that part of the video and said, see, that's where he shot him in the back. No, that's, that's not what happened. It wasn't even a full second, and they cut that video into small little pieces so mm-hmm. it looked like right. he had a moment to think about should i shoot right. him yeah. again should yeah. i shoot well, him that, again and that was that was some more hogwash the idea of well you shot him the first time you didn't you didn't see if that was going to be enough it's like no what he did was basically textbook perfect when you when you're some when you're being attacked you don't shoot one time because the reality is if someone is three feet from you and running toward you one shot if it if it doesn't stop him you're gonna be dead you're liable to be dead. He's liable to break your neck. Yes. Because the fact is that a lot of times one shot does not work. Isn't I, it three I, shots? I illustrated this to a friend of mine one time very effectively. We were out in the woods with paintball guns. He wasn't very experienced. Mm-hmm. He saw me first. He shot at me one time. <laughs> I hit him because I shot three or four times right at him. And right. I hit him. But the reality is most of the time we will miss our targets. We're not. Most of us are not that good. Most of us cannot, cannot quick draw and hit our targets very quickly and very accurately. Most of us are not that good. And in a moment of of confusion and excitement. Right, No, the the reality is that when you need to shoot, you need to shoot two, three, four times, at least probably, because of the fact that it's going to increase your odds of actually stopping your target. You want to know what I tell my kids? If you have to use a gun and shoot people, Mm -hmm. you start pulling the trigger, and you keep pulling the trigger until it doesn't shoot anymore. That's what... That's what I tell him right. to do. Right. And so the thing is that, that I, I think the way he responded that first time with Rosenbaum, that is how you use a weapon. That is how you do it. You don't shoot one time. You shoot three or four to actually make sure you actually That's do something. That's why you shoot center mass and shoot it a lot. And, 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 he, was, and he was dealing with a, with a rifle with a small caliber. Two twenty three is a very small bullet. If you hit bones, it will break them in many cases. But the reality is it can just simply go go right on through like a needle almost. Okay. All right. We're going to talk further about my whole thing is what people like uh, Reed, Joy Reed, and others have been saying on TV. And they're on supposed news channels, okay, <laughs> uh, and reporting I think they should have to admit that they're not reporters, that this is nothing but conjecture and opinion on my part. All right, don't forget about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. I've been telling you to go see Eric. i got to call him uh, as soon as I get off the air and set up a time. I think Wednesday morning will be a good one for him. Come on and talk to me about jewelry here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. But Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, you go in and you tell him that you heard about him on my show, that he's going to give you 20% off right off the top. And then that goes along with what kind of specials that he's got to have happening at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry at the time. When I went to buy my wife's Christmas present, I got 20%, and then he had a 50% sale going on what I bought. I got 70% off. 
that's the way to buy jewelry. I'm just telling you. All right. You know, yeah, it's a great way. It's a great sale. All right, 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard Suite E opens at 10 o'clock. He's open from 10 o'clock every morning, Monday through Saturday. You can call him and talk to him there as well. 501-246-3655. Stand by. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're just about out of time. So uh, I'm looking over at RD. What are you having? What are you having for Thanksgiving? You doing turkey? Uh, I was invited this. I was invited. My wife's out of town, and and me and my sons are invited to go up to my brothers in Fayetteville. Oh, cool. So my, my brother David and my sister Tina, who lives in Mountain View, uh-huh. are going to be there my parents are going up so uh, uh that's gonna be I'm, fun i'm gonna have whatever they fix i'm, yeah, I'm sure it'll, it'll be great did you say you'd come up if you, they gave they threw in a couple of tickets to the razorbacks in mizzou no because they're no. playing up in vietnam oh was that right yeah <laughs> that'd be kind of cool if they would that's, well yeah they we had a good game against alabama it cost alabama from being number two to being number three now and uh, Ohio State got in front of uh, Alabama. I was going to so. say Ohio State, but I know this is a Razorback town. No, that's all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ohio State I don't like Ohio State either. I'm hoping Michigan beats their butt, but that's just... Oh, you know, that's, that's too bad. Goes. I love that game. That's a that's great game. That's rivalry. Good, yeah, it is a rivalry. Ancient rivalry. Believe it. But anyway... Now, what uh, you already told us what you had, Paul. You've already eaten Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I think I'm actually going to end up going to another Thanksgiving dinner with somebody else on Thursday. It's, okay, are you are you working uh, turkey sandwiches? Did you get some turkey to take I, home I, with you? We'll I did not. Um, I like turkey we'll sandwiches. Oh, man, I love cold so, turkey. So I did, make, I did make something for Thanksgiving dinner on Saturday. I, I made guacamole. Oh, did you? Yeah, I've I taken... You know, when it's time to eat... Oh, my will be prime rib sandwich. Uh, <laughs> You got to slather on the the mayo and yeah. stuff, you know. Put a put a couple slices of tomato. Because turkey breasts, it just let's all dry. yeah, let's dry. all be honest, dry. <laughs> Why would anybody want that? So you want to yeah, put a lot yeah. of bunch of stuff on it. Right. How about you, Simone? Are you are, when are you guys? We're going Wednesday, and we'll probably have some homemade guacamole. My uncle Alex makes some rocking guacamole. So. Yeah. We have they they're all come back from deer camp, so we'll probably have some yeah. sort of venison. Okay, yep. So yep. Yep. <laughs> and turkey, ham, they lay it out. So yeah, and my I haven't talked to Duck. He'll Army. be on. Well, he won't be on this week, but he wasn't on last week because he uh, having a problem with his knee. He got hurt himself getting out of the stand or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I want to see if he's. If he got himself a, a deer, a deer. Yeah. Yeah, they deer. said they were having trouble finding him sitting up there all day. And now the kids got some, uh, yeah, the kids well, all got does and bucks. Good. Yeah, I know it's, they've got some nice picks for the kids, but the adults didn't get any. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. yeah well, we, a bummer. They're not I, done. <laughs> yeah. I'd just like to say, you know, for the people listening today, we talked about the, we are the 22, uh, group that helps veterans suicidal hotline and, and response team that uh let the listeners know that you will be putting putting it on the radio yeah facebook it'll be on my uh, on facebook page for dave ellswick show i'll send uh it's already been sent to me i'll be forwarding it to elizabeth uh, i'm hoping elizabeth will be back tomorrow uh, she was in a wreck, evidently. I guess she'd oh been talking goodness. to you about getting pieces yeah, for her I'm, car. I'll be checking parts for a car today but uh yeah and uh, it would be good if you could have somebody on from that organization. That would yeah, be good. I yeah. agree. I will. That's uh, a get great that. organization. I, look, uh, my son, 
came back from Afghanistan to change person. No doubt about it. Right? Yeah. I, I, and, I mean, he's passed away now. He got COVID. It killed him. But uh, uh, John and I had some long discussions before he went over there. And uh, and then when he came back, we had some long discussions. Uh, he saw probably a good little over a third of the people that were under him get killed while he was there. Oh, wow. You know, by IEDs and things of that nature. Uh, everything my son did, That's major he did out, yeah, outside the wire. He the was, pink mist, he, they yeah, call it. As I, yeah, as I, well, as I always refer as, you know, he was out in the wild, wild west. That's where he was at. And uh, he had uh, he had a lot of survivor's guilt, and that's very, very difficult to deal with. I saw some of my, uh, for him, he saw some of his best friends get blown up and help pick up their body parts. Not an easy thing to do and to live with. But he had he had made some big strides in two years and then got COVID and he passed away. So I'm glad that he was uh, doing a lot better at that time when uh, he did pass away. Because he was... It was rough. I'm just telling you, it was really, really rough. These folks need your help. Yes. And this is a peer-to-peer type of help, so it is groups. It is people that have been in the same situation that are responding to these calls that understand understand what they've been through. And I understand when you say they show up in in Kevlar at times because you don't know what you're walking into. You just don't know. All right. Thank you, R.D., for coming in. Glad to be here. Thank Thank you, you. Paul. Yes, sir. And, Simone, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to each of you. I'll see you a week from today here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm back with you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.